a flavor odyssey hey what's up dojo nation welcome to another episode of a flavor odyssey i'm your host robbie raz this is our co-host randy griggs and we are here in lot b cigar dojo studio located in an undisclosed location near the san francisco bay area um and today is brought to you by the letter C. Randy, how do you feel about that? I feel good about C. It has a, a very clear path from start to end, I'd say. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we had, dude, we had so many options. I just said dude. First time I've said dude on the show. We had so many options for cigars for C. So many options. We got a lot of feedback, so thank you guys for, um, for tuning in and continuing to tune into the show. Uh, and thank you for your feedback for, or uh, not feedback, but uh, options for the show. We had a ton of, a ton of things. Suggestions, recommendations. Yeah, recommendations is the word I was looking for. I couldn't find it. It's, I have a big head. True. There's a lot of stuff in here, and I couldn't quite figure out. I couldn't get, that word was in there. It was dancing around, and I couldn't quite get it. Um, so how are you today? I'm doing well, man. Yeah? I'm super excited. Yeah, just got back from Hawaii. Yeah, I don't even uh, want to talk about it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Tell me all about it. I've never been to Hawaii. Oh, have you not? Oh. It is a beautiful place to visit. And while I'm lucky enough to be able to travel quite a bit in my life, I, I haven't taken a lot of like true vacations. Mm. Um, so I'm a pretty high-strung person in general. So being able to just like kind of detach, unwind, relax, sit on the beach, enjoy just sightseeing, people watching, uh, it was very nice, very relaxing. It seems like uh, beach time is, is good for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, beach time is good for everybody. Uh, unless you're really pale and you get sunburned. You know what? And we, we nailed that. I very much had a plan to not get burned. Uh, my wife's actually paler skin than I am. But we judiciously uh, did like multiple hours and then retreats from the sun. Mm. So slowly <clears throat> exposed. This is, uh, this is scintillating stuff. Um, no, I've never been to Hawaii. And it's funny. So on our last episode, we talked about uh, Bruges in Belgium. And I got a Facebook memory. So we are recording this show a little bit early, uh, like we said last time, so we can interact with everybody while the show is airing on Wednesday. Um, so we'll be down there in the chat. You guys can see us typing away, although we're not typing on the screen because pre-recorded. But I got a Facebook memory that this morning I would have been on. Well, I guess this morning I would have been on my train ride from Amsterdam to Bruges. Really? Today. Uh, two years ago. So 2017. And that was a birthday trip for you because you Correct. have a birthday coming up. I do. Right? It's my birthday week. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. Uh, everyone can take uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, or uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off this week uh, in celebration of me. Wow. And, uh, that's, yeah. That's a lot of time off. You're, yeah, you're and a generous if, guy. No, I, yeah. And if anybody, if your bosses complain, I'll give you Randy's phone number. He, uh, he takes all, he fields all requests and concerns um, about the show and, uh, you know, vacation time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so yeah, the birthday's uh, Sunday. Uh, I don't really do, it's funny, I've, the last two years I've been in Europe for my birthday, and, but we don't really do, I don't really celebrate my birthday, like I don't do a big thing. 40 was a big one, that was 2017, and we did Oktoberfest, that was a bucket list thing for me. Uh, I crossed off a few bucket list items that trip. Saw the Northern Lights from the airplane, no less, really? which, yeah, was kind of weird. Um, and I got to drive on the Autobahn. That was another one, which was a lot of fun. Those are two uh, things I have not yet accomplished in life. Aurora Borealis is definitely on my list. Autobahn, 
Sounds cool. I don't oh, know how high it is on the oh, list. It's, it's, how it's fast cool. did you drive? Uh, I got up to 240 kilometers, kilometers right. which is like 100 and, I don't know, the math. 70, 175. It's, it's faster than I had ever, but it's people are still flying by you. Uh, but it's it's yeah, super straight. And in everybody, like in America, like you're supposed to say, you know, slower traffic, keep right. On the Autobahn, like you have to do that because people are coming up quick on your left like you have to get over to the right um just to you know kind of survive um but it's uh, it was a blast i really enjoyed it um anyway that's not what we're here to talk about <coughs> we're here really? to talk about uh, yeah, that's correct <laughs> uh that was banter a witty a little i don't know maybe not witty banter but banter nonetheless wasn't that witty yeah that's true just us kind um, of chit-chatting banter uh so oh, see we're gonna learn from that like i've we've got a little monitor down here that's why i'm always looking down and I, we try to make sure that we don't smoke our cigar at the same time. Ah, yes. That, uh, that creates dead air. So today we are pairing the Camacho Diploma. I'll try to get that so you guys can see it. The band is uh, kind of silver reflective, so you can't read that at all. But uh, Camacho Diploma 2018 release. Uh, and we're pairing that with, and this was a giveaway during, um, uh, during the live uh, from last week when we were asking for suggestions, the uh, Maduro. Try to make it so you can see that. Uh, Maduro from uh, the Maduro Brown Ale from Cigar City, located in Tampa, Florida. I always say that they're in Miami, which is not correct. They're in Tampa. I have no idea how far Tampa is from Miami. Do you? Uh, no. Have you been to Tampa? Where is? Uh, it's in Florida. Disney World. It's Orlando. Oh, it's Orlando. No, no, I haven't been to Tampa. That now Orlando is Orlando not really near Miami. anything, from what I I understand. Okay. But again, I've I've been to Miami once, where I actually left the airport. And uh, wasn't there for very long, just a day. The traffic over there sucks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we've got. Uh, so bear with us this week. Uh, we're we're getting used to new microphones. Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like this is going to make the show better. Uh, with the the audio is going to be improved, but it's going to take a little bit of time finding that sweet spot between you know too close and you know too far away. So we're trying to. Uh, <laughs> You like how I demonstrated? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we're trying to uh, to get that. So let's jump in. You want to talk about uh, cigar first, beer first? I always leave this up to you. This has become part of the show. This has become part of the show. Um, let's see if I can remember which order that we've done things. I think I think we've gone cigar and beer in the last two. Let's go back to cigar. Okay. So uh, we're going with. Uh, you're putting it on me because that's that's this knowledge about the cigar is my job. And uh, so Camacho Diploma. Is in, got an interesting history. So, uh, this particular cigar is the 2018 release. I'm going to move my monitor here. This makes for good uh, programming. Uh, so the 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 blend profile on this, and again, I'm getting as I said before, cigar coupe. That's where I end up for most of my uh, cigar stuff. So I'm pulling all this stuff from uh, his website. Does coupe shout out? Great job, man. Um, <coughs> this is the Camacho Diploma Special Selection 1118. 1118 is in reference to the size. We'll get to that in a second. The blend is 100% original Corojo, 100%. Wrapper, binder, filler. Uh, comes from Honduras, uh, the Diadema Cigars uh, factory there. <coughs> um, and so the, the sizing on this is, is kind of interesting. It's that 11 by, or the 11, eight, I always want to say 11 by 18 because it's 11 slash 18 um, is the size. So it's six, it starts at six by 48. In the middle, it gets to 6 by 54, and then at the head, it goes back down to 48. So it's kind of 
like if uh you know back in the day you'd roll a fatty kind of like that i don't know what that is i, I mean well, it's legal now you can back in the day it wasn't but where we live yeah it's, yeah that's fair i mean i've never done it i've i've heard stories um, horror stories about it um but uh anyway so in uh in 2013 when um davidoff purchased camacho mm-hmm. um they kind of did like a brand revamp uh for the diploma and they released it it was a multinational blend so it wasn't 100 percent corojo um <coughs> that lasted two years uh well it looks like they did two versions of it and then they discontinued everything brought the cigar back in 2017 and with the uh, 100% Corojo blend again, 2017 was a Robusto. Yes. Uh, five by 54. And this year with the, uh, the Figurado. Uh, total of 1,800 boxes were produced, uh, 1,800 eight-count boxes. And they come in the hexagon-shaped boxes. I know Eric uh, did an unboxing of these yeah. on the dojo. The, the, we don't have the box here, but uh, the packaging is, I mean, you kind of expect that from Davidoff oh, yeah. and Camacho. The packaging is top notch. Yeah. I think each, uh, cigar comes in a, a coffin. A, in a, in its a own triangle, triangle coffin. Co- coffin. They yep. all sort into the, into the diamond shaped mm-hmm. box there. Uh, pretty interestingly. So it looks like here it's about 27,000 cigars. So it, it's, it's limited in the sense that it's a, a yearly release, but they're not hard to find. Uh, they do check in at a pretty uh, chunky price point, twenty two fifty. Um, so it's kind of a special occasion cigar. Randy, thank you for supplying the cigars for today's show. Certainly, I get the be- I always get the good side because I'm I bring the beer. Like that's, you know, the six pack of this beer was about half the price of one of these cigars. Well, thankfully, I had a few uh, sitting in the humidor. <laughs> Need to renegotiate your contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and you know, speaking of the price of this, you know, um, back to what you said about it being an all original Corojo. Uh, Corojo is used oh uh, so frequently now that they don't refer to it as Corojo ninety nine anymore. And mm. all the time, you see Corojo uh, referenced as one of the tobaccos used in in many blends. Um, the majority of the time that you see Corojo, though, it's Corojo 99. Uh, so I think it's something special that uh, Camacho has been known for since its inception. And Davidoff has continued that uh, that tradition of growing the original Corojo seed uh, derived from Cuba in Honduras. Hmm. And, uh, you know, Cuba in the 90s uh, went away from original Corojo due to its susceptibility to blue mold and the and the problems that they had uh, bringing uh, full healthy harvests to fruition and so they blended that away um, into the Corojo 99 so that uh, Camacho continues to grow that seed that as far as I know doesn't even exist anymore for the most part in Cuba Mm. um, and does a a puro with it uh, is it's something special. I think it's it's a little bit harder. They have to go. Uh, I think I've read that it's a high altitude uh, crop, and so there's a little bit more laborious um, techniques going into harvesting it. So I'm thinking that that leads to the price point being what it is. Sure, and it's. <clears throat> I mean, it's a phenomenal cigar. We are. I mean, spoilers. Um, we're about halfway through, so I'm I'm right in the middle of that uh, the 54 ring gauge, and you know. I actually did kind of notice a difference in the flavor output uh, towards the middle of the cigar. It's it's kind of leveled off. 
Mm. It was it was growing, uh, you know, for that first, I don't know, I guess first third, ton of flavor, a lot of stewed fruit, uh, like a like like plum stewed fruit dates, that kind of uh, like a dark uh, dark uh, dark flesh fruit. I don't know what you call it. Stone fruit. Yeah, is that what I said? That's what I said to begin with, right? I don't know why I tried to make it more difficult. Um, anyway, uh, I get a lot of that. Not a ton of spice. No. Um, I was getting maybe a little bit on the retro at the beginning, um, but uh, it's just silky, silky smooth. Um, like, I want to pair this with, I mean, obviously with rum. I want to pair everything with rum. Um, but, like, maybe, like, a nice, like, aged cognac would be real sexy with this. Hmm. Um this is, I mean, everything about this cigar is, like, you can tell when you're smoking it, you're smoking something seriously high-end. Oh, yeah. This is not intro-level stuff. Although, pardon me, it's not um, strong to the point where um, I think it would blow you out. Doesn't, it definitely doesn't blow your palate out. It's got no. some, a nicotine kick to it, though, for sure, yep. that uh, about halfway through, um, I, can, I can feel it uh, creeping up on me. Uh, but you went to Camp Camacho. I did, I did. I got a chance to go, uh, me and my buddy Hall of Famer for the Cigar Dojo, Kevin Acuff and I. Um, Hall of Famer. We both won a trip to Camp Camacho through Cigar Dojo and uh, got to go down to the factory. They've got this amazing guest house. I'm repping the shirt today. Um, they got this amazing guest house that they built in their new factory uh, to, to host um, consumers as well as their retailers and give a really uh, red carpet VIP treatment uh, to coming down and visiting them in Honduras in the Don Lee uh, region there. Um, but you're, you're absolutely right about the cigar. I think it's interesting because, you know, we read so much about, um, you know, a quality cigar should give you transitions that, mm-hmm. you know, not only should you pick up other flavors in the retro hail that you're not picking up, uh, in in the um, initial inhalation of the, of the smoke, um, that uh, they force with this proprietary vitola that they have, the eleven eighteen, it goes from uh, you said it's a fifty four on the thicker side. Correct. It it starts at forty eight. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah. It gets up to fifty four and then goes back down to forty eight. Right. So I think that's pretty cool that they came up with this uh, mold and this proprietary vitola to kind of force a transition from the 48 to 54 six uh six fourths of an inch is a, is a pretty significant uh change in size there and i think you really pick up on that uh significantly with the cigar um it was it's funny because i think uh, i guess it was two shows ago we were talking about the proprietary mold for the anchor bottle mm. uh, we, we yeah. seem to be accidentally hitting a trend of of limited that's release and proprietary that's uh, formats. That's definitely true, and it's funny when we when we started talking about the show and the concepts of the show, and um, you know, just behind the scenes conversations that we had. We wanted to stay away from, you know, limited stuff, store exclusives, that kind of thing. Um, I feel like every cigar that we've done um, has been somewhat limited, uh, except for the numbers show, right? But they're also very easily easily found i mean sure like you can i feel like i could go on and find some 2018s and probably some 2017s go online or go to your local shop you can probably find those they're uh limited but <coughs> a bunch of them are made so right yeah production's not yeah. so much limited just the releases yeah are, are they're kind of special release more than they are limited hmm. limited release versus limited production right right there you go but aren't they the same thing so moving right along <laughs> 
yeah, so I, there, there's this Sorry. great article I, I had to pull up. I'm, I'm against the, the concept of reading anything while on a live show here. Um, but uh, there's this, it's an older article, but it's called A Tale of Two Seeds. If you're really interested in tobacco and the history uh, of the actual plant itself, it's a great article. It talks about Corojo and Criollo, but it kind of goes into the whole uh, history of uh, Corojo originally being grown in the Vuelta Abajo region of Cuba, and then um, and then basically that it was smoked. These seeds were illegally smuggled out and moved to the Hamastron Valley of Honduras for uh, for the cultivation for Camacho and. Yeah, I mean, man, was this a worthwhile uh, contraband effort on their part? Maybe we can link uh, that story when we uh, air the show. Oh, good idea. Because, uh, like, like, spoilers, we are recording. We're pre-recording, as I said before. But, uh, yeah, we can link that story. Because I started reading it. I didn't get all the way through because uh, you sent it to me about five minutes before we started to air. <laughs> um, but I, I appreciate the effort. But uh, And I, I read really slow, so there's that. Um, we also have a beer to talk about Indeed. from Cigar City. Well done. How do I do the... I, it's weird. It's kind of like opposite movement. It's that yeah, way. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to turn around and do it. Uh, Cigar City, located in Tampa. We talked about that a little bit. Um, it's the Maduro Brown Ale. Take a look at the cans. And you can find... We found this in California. I know their, it's, their distribution to California is relatively new because uh, I haven't seen them um, until the last maybe six, eight months maybe last year. Uh, so I imagine most people can find us, but uh, give us some uh, some background on the beer there, Randy. All right. Uh, well, since you started out with distribution, um, I'll probably throw out there that uh, the reason that their distribution uh, footprint has grown uh, was Cigar City uh, for many years was exclusively distributed in Florida. Uh, it was a smaller brewery. Uh, they did expand, build a much larger facility, and then they partnered with a distribution group uh, called Canarchy. Uh, like it's, yeah, it was uh, originally developed by Oscar Blues Brewing Company, okay. uh, which was the very first out of uh, Denver, Colorado, um, out of Longmont, Colorado. Close enough. Very close. Though. Same right Every, state. It's, it's like it's like <laughs> I, I live in Pleasant Hill, but I just tell people San Francisco because they don't know the difference. Fair. For the most part. And they've never heard of Pleasant Hill. It's a true story. And nobody's uh, heard of Longmont. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, so, um, so, well, Oscar Blues was the first brewery to put craft beer in a can. And they change the game. Yes, absolutely. Game because now craft cans are one of the hottest package trends in craft beer. And do you buy any beer in a bottle outside uh, of a bomber? Uh, I do, as you can see back there. I've got some twelve ounce bottles, but it's mostly um, it's mostly those came oh, in yeah. a mixed pack, yeah. uh, and I was interested in an exclusive bottle that was in there. Uh, that, Sucker that Firestone hasn't yet put <laughs> into cans. Um, but, uh, yeah, I buy into all the trends. I'm, I'm I mean, a, I'm bottles are, like, for me, if I'm going in and I'm doing some eye shopping, because that's what we do um, for a beer, I mean, I'm not, if I see something in a can and something in a, a bottle, if I've heard of the thing in the bottle, I'm still more likely to go with the can. I, I'm such a sucker for the fact that it just, to me, I'm, it's, it's gotten so ingrained in my head that good quality craft beer comes in a can. It's a better closure, to, to be sure, you know, I We've talked a little bit about oxidation in previous episodes. Um, you know, you cap on foam uh, with a can much better than you do a bottle. You're always going to have that little bit of headspace in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you're completely uh, protected from light. You're completely protected from oxygen. Um, and those two things and heat are the three things that destroy beer. 
Uh, so to be able to completely cut out two of the three things that you're worried about in packaging, obviously, is going to give you a better opportunity to have longer stability and shelf life uh, and, and get a better quality liquid uh, to your consumer. So uh, yeah, I, I, I too, um, mostly focus on, on craft beer and cans. But um, all that being said, uh, Cigar City uh, now does have uh, production um, outside of uh, Florida. And it is giving them the ability to expand that distribution into states such as California in the last year. Uh, so this beer, uh, the general stats on it, it's five and a half percent. It is 25 IBUs. And while it is based on a Northern English style brown ale recipe, uh, it does have an American uh, kind of note to it as they amped up the alcohol a little bit more than Did they the, add adjuncts. The, the traditional. Uh, they also added adjuncts, um, bringing in some uh, some flaked oats, uh, which we talked about in the last episode with KBS. That oats give that silky, creamy mouthfeel. Um, gives it a little bit more full presence than you might normally expect from a 5.5% craft beer. Uh, so you get that silky uh, character that allows the chocolate malt um, to linger a little bit more on the palate. Uh, so that's that's the basic stats. Uh, according to their website, tasting notes are reminiscent of toffee and chocolate macaroons. Mm, I do like macaroons. Yeah. Would you have pulled macaroons out of, out of the flavor without me saying it? No, I, <laughs> I, I do get the toffee for sure. Um, and kind of a, a dry chocolatey note. Um, they say, actually, I'm looking right now. They say semi-sweet chocolate. I, that's kind of what I'm getting after. Yeah. Um, and the, the, well, we'll get into the pairing here in a minute. Um, now would you, this is, this popped into my head when we were talking about cans and this is way off topic, but that's what I do. Um, is canning like the transformation from bottles to cans and craft beer, would you say it's kind of similar to wine going with the screw top? I would say it's similar, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's actually better for the wine, isn't it? Is. It is. It's a better closure. Um, and because of tradition, um, both in beer and wine, it's it was originally met with a lot of um, uh, kind of negative connotations. Yeah. Uh, in beer, you know, for so long, people thought of Coors Light and Banquet as being the types of beers you would get in a can. So when they were thinking they wanted to drink a craft beer, um, it was actually, you know, right when I started on the sales and distribution side of the beer industry, it was still very much a, um, a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. We had to go in and sell people and explain to them that this is the new trend. It's better for um, the beer itself. It helps keep costs down significantly as the weight of glass mm, is so yeah. significant that just oh, shipping a that. truck, yeah, yeah it, it, it uses a ton more gas. It's, um, it's a heavier product. So, um, you know, this six-pack that I think here in California goes for like ten ninety nine. It's exactly what it goes for. Yeah. It would have been closer to twelve ninety nine had it been in glass. Oh, interesting. Uh, so there's some breweries that I'm aware of that uh, are, are still doing both. They do bottles and cans, and they just say... You know, pick your poison, whatever the retailer wants to buy from us, you know, we'll provide it to them um, that will only do their bottles in their local region because they can't stay within the threshold of, of price that they're looking for um, by after shipping. That to me seems like a product of, well, we have this bottling line. 
we spent a lot of money on it, so we may as well use it if we can. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it sounds like to me if you read between the lines. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, like I said, uh, during the live that we did um, announcing the pairing, this is the first, the, the second beer I've had from um, from Cigar City. Uh, High Lai, that's their IPA that they're known for. Just about everybody's had. That's the beer they're known for, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. was a big deal when it came out uh, however many years ago. Yeah, it was one of those beers. It, it went right into the category with Pliny and with Heady Topper, mm. uh, where it was only found regionally. And so the rest of the country, you know, that that, that lack of supply created uh, kind of... Like my, Treehouse. A, 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 like Treehouse. It creates an inflated demand. Of course. Um, but a, a very, very solid beer. Um do you know what high lie is? I mean, it it uh, it sounds like high life. Okay, like the champagne of beers. Okay, high lie is actually a game. It's uh, a gang. A game. A game. It, it is it's a, not a gang. It, it, no, it, it it's that game with the big wicker scoops that they. Oh, and, and you throw and with play. the discs or whatever. It's a it's a little ball um, that it's like, like playing handball, but with a big scoop. That gets the ball going at like 80 like, miles an hour. Like the game that they played on Tron. Yes. Yes. Not unlike Tron. <laughs> I well, loved Tron when I was a kid. I loved that movie. I was going to say the most famous back, um, handball movie scene I could think of would be Splash. No? The Mermaid, Tom Hanks? I remember no. that. I don't remember handball in that, though. Oh, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> right, so that's our early 80s movie segment. Yes. Uh, oh, I need to go back and watch Tron. They've made like two or three more. I didn't really like those. Yeah, I didn't the, watch them. The OG Tron, man, that's that's bringing me back. I might have to watch that this weekend. It's birthday weekend. I get to watch whatever I want. That's Sla- like, It's slasher movies I was going to say, I would have thought you'd just be watching horrors. Mm. I did a little horror movie marathon. I saw that. This weekend. It was Friday the 13th. Right. And you know what I didn't watch? Friday the 13th. Watch all this other stuff. You're such a rebel. <clears throat> I know, right? Hashtag Robbie's a rebel. Word. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. We should incorporate that somehow. I think I'm going to have to relight my cigar here because I let it go out. But uh, So what what's some of the flavors you're getting off this beer? Okay. So, of course, you're going to be lighting and I'm going to be sipping. Uh, so, no, I, I agree. There's definitely a, uh, a toffee, caramelly sweetness to it. Um, has that nice chocolate malt character uh, that is a little bit drier lends to being a very very light roasted character not roasty not roasty per se but closer to that than the sweetness of caramel malt Um, definitely get some nutty Mm -hmm. uh, characteristics off of it Um, it's about and again for five and a half percent I think they're able to boost that uh, the body of it to almost to a solid medium mm-hmm. uh, but with the addition of flaked oats, um, which I think helps it a lot standing up to this cigar because um, the cigar is definitely medium plus uh, yeah, to me. The, the, sure. the, this is a, a little bit more aggressive almost than I, I w- would have expected, especially as you get into that thicker um, uh, ring gauge portion of the Vitola. Uh, so I think that without those oats, this might be a little bit too watery uh, for this cigar, hmm. but um, but I think it's it's up in that medium range with the oats. Yeah, it's it does come in as I say, come in. It tastes in the mouthfeel makes it feel like a bigger beer than it actually is. Yeah, um, I mean, if you were to taste this right next to a Guinness, for example, like and you're not and do a blind taste test, 
this would taste like it's like light years more uh, ABV um, and uh, more body than Guinness. I mean, definitely has more body for sure. Uh, but Guinness maybe isn't the best example because it's pretty low ABV. But I mean, at 5.5%, this is pretty satisfying um, from a body standpoint <clears throat> and a flavor standpoint. I get a, a kind of a strange bitterness from the beer. And I don't know if that's a product of the cigar or not. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if you're getting any of that. Um, not like a hop bitterness, but, uh, and I say that because I watched you scroll down to look at the IBUs. Maybe that's not what you were looking for, but that's what I saw. It's IBUs 25, but um, <clears throat> it's just got kind of a bitterness. It's kind of the sides of my tongue a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, as you, uh, as you darken the malts through the, um, the heating process to get that chocolate, you definitely do bring out more of a bitterness. So uh, darker, the darker black a beer is going to be, you are going to get that acrid uh, kind of burnt bitterness. Mm. Um, so Acrid is the perfect word. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a touch of acrid uh, kind of a mouthfeel would you sensation. S- would you say it's acritic? Ac- acritic? No, because it's I don't not, use that word. It's not a word? Yeah, I'm not sure that it, that is a word. It's not a word. Um, <laughs> but so far, I mean, to me, <clears throat> I was a little worried once I started smoking this cigar because I feel like this is actually a pretty strong cigar from a nicotine standpoint. It's got a kick to it. I don't know if I'd call it full strength. Some people probably would. Uh, maybe full minus, medium plus, somewhere in there. Um, definitely medium plus on the flavor and the body side. But uh, it's got more of a kick... Um, from a strength and nicotine perspective than I was expecting. Uh, but very, very good cigar. Um, this is one, I, I, like I said, I've never had this. Uh, I will track some down. Now, it's, it's a little cost prohibitive. I'm not going to you know, buy you know, boxes and boxes of this. But it's something I'd like to have on hand because it, it's, it's got a unique, excuse me, a unique, unique flavor profile to it too. That, um, that stewed fruit, it's got like almost... I know jammy is a word you really that you use for wine, but it's almost got kind of like a jammy, like lip smacking kind of thickness to the flavor. I, I don't know if any of those uh, descriptors make any sense, um, but it's definitely uh, it's definitely got a thick uh, thick flavor, a thick body to it. It definitely has a lot of body. Uh, the the smoke, which comes out pretty dense, hmm. um, is definitely mouth filling. You can chew through the smoke a bit, if you will. Um, yeah, I've smoked several of these and, um, yeah, for some reason I, I still think of it as, you know, it's a natural wrapper. Think of it as being a little bit, uh, lighter than some of the other, you know, the cigar dojo, uh, Imperial stout release or, sure. or the, um, barrel aged, uh, series, uh, that I like very much from Camacho. Um, but you know, this, this is a, this is kind of a big boy cigar for sure. Yeah. Camacho is a brand that... <clears throat> I guess probably over the last five years, which probably has something to do with that's when um, Davidoff acquired them, yeah. um, has been a brand that I've I've become more interested in. Um, they have that kind of vibe where it was like real strong. Um, they did the Ditka thing, and mm. it just had that whole kind of vibe to it. Um, I feel like that's changed over the last couple of years, though, where... I, th- I think of them now as, as producing cigars that are a bit more flavor forward, um, maybe a bit more elegant mm. than I've thought of them in the past. Uh, that's probably the best way that I can put it. Uh, and this cigar solidifies it because this is, this is top notch, man. Yeah. This is a, a phenomenal, phenomenal cigar. 
Yeah, you know the tagline that they put on Camacho is "Live Bold," mm-hmm. and and I think that they're really uh, getting to live out some of their um, artistic creativity in dipping into a little bit bolder, more full flavored cigar uh, with this line. When you look at the portfolio of Davidoff, which is, in my opinion, fair known as being uh, more more mild, more restrained, obviously very very elegant, but uh, but not huge flavor um, like in your face, and then. Avo is probably a little bit of a step above that, a yeah. little, little bit of a departure from that. And then Camacho, they just they, they, they want to see what they can really do to uh, attack the palate really flavor. Beef things up, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I've said it three or four times. This, yeah, this is a, an impressive cigar. I do want to smoke the, uh, the 2017 now in just the straight Robusto and see what that's like, just the 5x54. Um, and, you know, I didn't research this. This would have been my job. Um, there can't be too many Corojo Puros out there. No. I mean, no. like if there if there is another one, I mean, Dojo, you guys probably know this. Like yeah. If, if, I mean, chime in in the chat if you can think of one. I, I don't know that there is. It's, never, it's not anything I've ever looked for. Um, but it is, this is a phenomenal leaf. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a leaf that's got so much uh, uh, helium behind it. I mean, everybody loves it, and, and when you see that that's involved in a in a blend, um, you know, it's something that. And I feel like I see it more in the filler uh, than anywhere else. Sure, you know, at this point, I think you have to actually see the words "original Corojo" because I think originally they would call out Corojo ninety nine. Yeah. But now that Corojo 99 is by far the majority of Corojo that you find on the market, it's not even stated anymore. Hmm. It's just Corojo is Corojo 99. Okay. And so, at least from what I've seen in, in their packaging, and there are some other, um, there's a couple other brands I'm aware of that, that get their hands on some of this uh, leaf as well. Um, referring to it as original Corojo is kind of the key determination now in my mind of how they uh, state what they're using. Uh, I think when we did, oh, you and I did the announcement on uh, Smoke Night Live with Cigar Dojo that we were starting the show, yep. um, and we smoked uh, everybody, uh, Eric, Jordan, and you smoked mine. We all smoked our uh, private blends that we got to work with down at Camp Camacho, and that was one, that was one of the ones that I told you they give you a, a spreadsheet, and if you can do a tobacco manufacturer's tour, whether it be any of the other companies or Camacho, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, they give you an opportunity to work with their tobacco and, and determine uh, what leaves you want them to use in your private blend or personal blend. Um, they gave me a sheet of all these different tobaccos that I had to choose from, and original Corojo wasn't listed. They had Corojo 99 on there, but not original. Yeah, you went off menu. I, I went off menu. I told them, I said, well, you guys are Camacho. I mean, you're known for this leaf. <laughs> are you saying that I, that you don't have out. enough Just for me to use? And they're like, I don't know. If you want it, we'll go ahead and use it. So uh, so I have a little bit of the, the original Corojo in the filler of, of my private blend. You can have a half a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, no, that's, uh, you know, those those trips have become a big deal over the last decade or so. Um, I think of... Uh, that being pioneered kind of by Drew Estate with the Cigar Safari. Um, and that's really the only one I've been on other than the ones that I facilitated with Mombacho. Um, but that's a different trip because you're not going up to Esteli, you're going to Granada, which is um, a beautiful town. Um, 
but these trips are, are they become kind of a big deal they sell out super super fast yep. and uh, from what I've heard this Camacho one and mainly I've heard it from you um, and you know other uh, dojo folks who have gone Kevin talks about it a lot too that uh, this uh, this is kind of they've set the bar yeah I think so it, like I said with the guest house um, that they've built solely for hosting uh, their guests there is top notch I mean they stock it at, at an embarrassing level of every you alcohol were, and what you were smoking this every day every five, so five of them that gives you an idea <laughs> I mean these are like $25 cigars and Randy's rolling out of bed and firing one up and then smoking four or five a day yeah which yeah, uh, yeah. does not sound too bad no the hosts travel around with a humidor that's got to hold 500 700 cigars like these massive humidors and they're going on the bus with us they're coming into the restaurants with us and so uh yeah, no, the, the, the VIP uh, treatment that you get uh, from Camacho, at least. I haven't uh, been on any other uh, factory tours. But to your point, I've talked to a lot of people that have. And to my knowledge, no one else is positioned as well as Camacho in hosting uh, the guests. You know, I think you're staying at a remote location and then coming into the factory where they actually, you know, you're in their care uh, 24-7. Um, and, you, you know, I mean... I heard some things about Honduras um, as far as, you know, the overall safety of it. And I'll tell you, we couldn't have been more well uh, protected, I guess. But we never felt like there was anything to be protected no, from. I understand you what know? you're saying. Yeah, we, we met great, friendly local people. We went out to dinner a few nights. We went out and did some of the uh, kind of sightseeing little hikes, went horseback riding. Um, I've never been horseback riding. Oh, no? I I've ridden a donkey horse. before. <laughs> but I've never... Uh, I'm not even touched that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. But no, I've never I've never ridden, ridden a horse. Um, and just to be the only trip that I've ever gone on as uh, a consumer, it was uh, me- media trips with Drew Estate. And they, take, they do a great job, too. There's You're in the compound right there, right across the street from... Uh, from the factory so you're kind of uh, pretty well insulated there as well um, but let's uh, we're wow we're about uh, almost 40 minutes into the show we have not touched on the pairing at all um, which I think is good because we've got some interesting stuff to talk about here uh, what are your thoughts on the pairing well I think Ooh, that I feel like we feel the same way <laughs> I think that the cigar um, is a little bit more full flavored and full bodied um, uh, more so than I was expecting. Like I said, I've smoked several of these, and I, I still got a little bit caught off guard in comparison to the beer. While I made the argument that the body of the beer has been beefed up with the oats, I think it still is getting rolled over a little bit by the flavor of the cigar. And so um, I think if I were, if we're going to stick with thumbs up, thumbs down, um, thought that was fun on the last show with the the big giant thumb that. I'm guessing is over my face right this minute. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the thumbs down because um, oh. the flavors are very good. They're enjoyable together, uh, but I think I'd prefer a beer that had a little bit more body um, and uh, could stand up to the flavor of the cigar so that I felt those, uh, I tasted those flavors melding on my palate and complementing each other a little bit more where right now I'm, the beer is a nice uh nice kind of sweet character after the cigar but the cigar still lingers even through the the swig of beer and then when i smoke the cigar I mean, the beer just goes away 
so I, I, I think I think we we missed a little bit on the uh, on the intensity of the pairing uh, to where the the cigar is a little too intense for this beer. Okay. Now, what would you say? Do we have a flavor hook uh, on this one? Sure. I mean, because I feel like that's we we want to get into the intensity and the flavor hook. Yeah. Uh, each time, and I know we, we talked about intensity last the last show, but I don't think we talked about the hook. And I meant to bring it up, and that was my fault. Um, like the flavor hook and this, the the two that that kind of meld together um, <clears throat> to me is kind of that chocolatey note. I do get a little bit of the chocolate coming out of the cigar, and I get that kind of dry baker's chocolate uh, coming out of the the beer. That to me is the kind of flavor mm-hmm. that really combines. Did I do that right? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Yeah. So, so you're going to go. I was with just the, winging it. <laughs> and I was, I was buying you time because I threw that at you. Well, no, but you're going to compare the, the, the chocolate. And, and, and I agree. It's there just in different levels to me. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Uh, to me, I would give, I'd still give this a thumbs up. Okay. Because like, well, we got thumbs up, we got thumbs down. And I always think of, I'm thinking of uh, Gladiator where he's like this and you're, you're like, he's, he's like this, you know, and he's waiting for the people to vote, you know? Like, does the guy live or die? You know what I'm talking about. Like, this is where I'd go. I'd go, like, sideways. Okay. If, if, uh, if we had, I don't know, Jordan, you got a sideways graphic? Um, to me, it's the kind of pairing that, like, I'm at, here I go with one of my analogies. Uh-oh. I'm at the shop with some buddies, and, you know, I'm only going to have one cigar, so I think, screw it. I'm going to get something kind of high-end. I've always wanted to smoke this cigar. I pick it up. And I look at the beer that they have available, and this is the only dark beer that they've got. Mm. And if that's the case, I'm fine with it. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like it's like the 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 cigar is highlighted, and that's fine to me because this is this is a high end cigar. I put my my monetary uh, my resources went to the cigar more than the beer here. Um, so I'm cool with the fact that the cigar is kind of highlighted, and the beer is just kind of there. It's a nice little palate cleanser maybe um it's uh if i want to take a sip of something it's better than drinking some water i know that doesn't sound great but to me it's it's the kind of pairing that i'm not mad about it it doesn't it's not awful it's not ruining my experience certainly not. but it's not really enhancing it either exactly so to me it's i, I wouldn't necessarily go thumbs down because i don't think it sucks but i i agree i would want to go with something heavier um maybe like a I def- I don't think I'd go full barrel aged. No. I'd go with maybe a like a, a lighter coffee stout or I want to get some coffee out of the uh, uh out of the b- the beer for some reason. I and I want m- this has a little bit but not a lot. Maybe like a coffee porter because yeah. a porter is going to be a bit sweeter, which we learned last week. It's not roasty. Not roasty. That would have been 2 weeks ago, but 2 weeks ago. Was it 2 weeks ago? Yeah. The porter. Oh yeah, the you're porter right. And that the was 2 home. weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, see, now, I, I I hear where you're going with that. I like coffee porter. Um, there's definitely some out there on the market that I think probably would pair well with this. I actually still think a brown ale would work with this, but maybe an American brown, mm. where maybe you're getting closer to 6.5% alcohol. Um, it's going to bring a little bit more body, because uh, as you beef up that alcohol, you're going to not only have more fermentable sugars, you'll have some more unfermentable sugars, so it might be slightly sweeter. Uh, more body, and uh, and and I think an American uh, uh, brown ale would would be just what I would call for for this one. Hmm. Do you have any uh, examples off the top of your head? Well, my favorite Imperial American brown would be the Tasty 
that uh, is brewed on occasion at uh, Russian River Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can. They're kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, that, that that's a pretty good. It's called the Janet's Brown Ale, actually, okay. uh, brewed by Tasty. So, uh, uh, yeah, th- there's several other ones that you know on that kind of style. I'm mostly uh, drinking um, local, locally sourced little regional ones. Cali Crafts, um, Oaktown, Oaktown Brown. Brown yeah. yeah, they they use. Uh, it's funny when I bought when I picked these up. Uh, I saw that right next to it, and I thought, yeah. wow, that one would be pretty good, too. Because yeah. that's a little bit, um, it's a bit more viscous. Mm-hmm, yeah? very much. Uh, so it's got more body to it, and it might stand up a little bit more. Now, granted, unless you guys live in the Bay Area or California, you have no idea what we're talking about, so we can move on. But <laughs> So you think, a, like, a stout would be too much? I do. Yeah? I do still okay. think, think so. Now, not from an intensity standpoint, because this, this cigar can hold up intensity-wise, but it's not going to have... It's still not going to have that intense chocolate, okay. you know. Like you said, you you get some like lighter characteristics of Baker's chocolate or maybe semi-sweet chocolate, but I I I'm with you. I, I get a lot of the stone fruit, the earth, the leather. Lots of leather in this. There's not a lot of spice, um, so I, I I'm afraid that uh, any substantial stout might go too far the other way. That's fair. Okay, so we've just passed the 45 minute mark, so we're uh, we're just getting close to the end here. And now moving forward. We're going to ask you guys for pairing suggestions, um, and we definitely had uh, some Camacho suggestions for this week. Crowned Heads was another one. Um, we wanted to get to this uh, this Camacho uh, this week because we we really liked the idea of this pairing. Um, so uh, we'll uh, we'll keep looking for that. We also want to get weird beer questions. I know I sprung that on you guys late for uh, for Randy, so we didn't get one for this week. So I'm going to ask. It's not really, and I didn't prep him for this at all. There's no prep. True you probably You probably saw a little bit of shock on his face <laughs> just then. I wasn't looking at him. And it's not really a weird beer question. It's just more of a definition behind a style. So this, um, it's kind of a layup for you, but it's a style that I don't really understand, and I think every time I've had it, I didn't like it. So what exactly, Randy, for our weird beer question of the week, is a farmhouse ale? Oh, very. I'm glad it was. I can continue with my role of I can't be stumped when it comes to beer. <laughs> well, uh, this I, this is one I know that you're going to know, but it's 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 a style for me that I feel like every time I have it, it's kind of funky, and you know sometimes they're sour, sometimes they're not. Mm. It's so yeah, so so break it down a little bit. No, that was great. Uh, a farmhouse style, uh, the the terminology itself comes from uh, back in the days of old. Uh, you know, Belgium is very very uh, closely linked with farmhouse style beers. Um, they were the beers, you know, back in the, you know, 16, 1700s. It was the woman's uh, role that they would be the brewers actually in the house. It was mm-hmm. a, it was a, you know, the men would till the 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 uh, crop and uh, the woman would be in the kitchen and w- while making uh, food for all the workers, I should also be making the beer. And so farmhouse is really an indication of a couple things of. Number one, stylistically, flavor-wise, alcohol-wise, it's all over the board because from one farmhouse to another, you're going to get different variations. Um, They were naturally inoculated, uh, so depending on the time of year, you're not putting a a clean yeast strain that you know what flavor profile you're going to get out. So so during the warmer months, you're going to be getting more wild yeasts, and so you're going to get that funky characteristic that's maybe coming from a brett. Uh, which is a, a Brettanomyces, which is a, a wild yeast. Um, you might even pick up some Pediococcus or Lactobacillus. That's going to give that sour character, mm-hmm. that that ropey, um, you know, hay and and uh, wet, sweaty uh, horse blanket 
characteristics are, are often descriptors that are used for farmhouse styles. Um, but but the styles... Yum. <laughs> so farmhouse <laughs> styles re- really a, a group of styles that's going to include saisons mm. um, and uh, beer to Mars mm-hmm. and mostly those two. Those are going to be your primary styles that you're going to see referred to as farmhouse style. So you should expect some funk, some ropiness, um, some hay and farmhouse, like like literally like smells like farm animals, um, which we get, we get a lot. Barnyard, in, yeah. in, you get barnyard, barnyard in, yeah. in, in cigars. Um, so, so yeah, maybe in a future pairing show we can try and find a farmhouse ale and uh, I can name a couple Maduros that I know just like smell like manure and hay on the outside. It's funny. I was going to say that's going to be our manure and hay show. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that you would say that. Okay, cool. So that was so. Yeah, moving forward, guys, give us some weird uh, questions. They could be anything. They could be as uh, simple as that. You know, explain a style, or uh, anything into the process, or or anything like that. Um, and hopefully, I can chime in on some of these because you know I know a little bit about the beer. Um, not, not as much as, I mean, he invented it, but, uh, Jesus. but, uh, <laughs> no, seriously, do your beer knowledge is like second to none. Um, anyway, so we're kind of going, I'm going, uh, thumbs about halfway. If I have to, if I'm forced to go one or the other, I'll go a thumbs up because I didn't hate it. Uh, you're going thumbs down. Um, so that kind of wraps up this, uh, this part of the odyssey. Um, thank you guys for all your support, everybody out there in Dojo Nation and beyond, um, you know, share this with your friends. You got a buddy who uh, who is a big beer guy, but doesn't know much about cigars or, or whatever. You know, pass it along. We hope to reach uh, both of those audiences. Um, thanks again uh, to uh, Camacho for uh, blending this phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal cigar. If you have a chance to get your hands on this, uh, check it out. If you haven't smoked it yet, um, <clears throat> and thanks to uh, Cigar City. Even though we we kind of we support our own show in the sense that we provide all of this, but uh, just shout outs to the company uh, and thank you guys for tuning in really appreciate it um, it's been uh, this has been a fun one we'll uh, talk to you guys next week when the odyssey continues Thank you.